You're listening to the Dynasty Battlefield Podcast with your hosts, Thomas and Jerry Tyrell. Welcome to today's episode of Dynasty Battlefield Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Tyrell. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyBFieldTT. As always, I'll be joined by my co-host, my cohort, and my Dynasty nemesis, Jerry Tyrell. Yep, that's right. You can find me on Twitter also at DynastyBFieldJT. Awesome. Thank you, Jerry. Uh before we get started with our battle today, I'd like to mention a few, uh, a, a couple things. First, if you would like to uh, join a uh, fresh Dynasty startup, we are offering commissioning service over at DynastyBattlefield.com. We currently are filling a 12-team Superflex uh Standard, I guess, standard Superflex. I always have a hard time saying that. Yeah. Uh, but standard Superflex, 12-team. Uh, we are already joined as as teams in there, and we'd like to uh, fill this league as quickly as we can. Um, so with that, if you would also, if you go over to DynastyBattlefield.com, you'll see our uh, repository of Dynasty Battles. Uh, we'll have all of our player battles uploaded there, and you have access to our full history there as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so with that being said, we'll go ahead and get started with today's battle. Today's battle, we're going to be looking at a couple of rookie running backs who are in the 10th, 11th round range of, of Dynasty startups. Uh, they're also in the third round range for uh, second, third round range for uh, rookie uh, drafts as well. So with that, we'll get uh, these guys introduced. Uh Zach Moss versus A.J. Dillon. And with that being said, I will let Jerry uh, begin with his player profiles. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Thomas. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, uh, you know, so, so we've got Zach Moss, uh, third round pick. We also have A.J. Dillon, which was also uh, a, actually a second round pick. Um, we got two guys that are pretty much uh, different, a um, little bit different play styles, uh, different sizes. We got Zach Moss at 5'9, 223. We got A.J. Dillon um, at six foot tipping the scales yeah. at 245 so this guy is a hoss yeah big time yeah both of these guys are three-star recruits uh zach moss three-star recruit out of florida where aj dillon's a three-star recruit out of uh connecticut both of these guys have uh, had very uh very good offers in college um zach moss had uh some offers from tennessee uk uh louisville cincinnati um aj Dylan pretty much had offers from the uh, from those same so, same schools. Yeah, and I think uh, if I read correctly, I think I read that AJ Dillon actually committed to Michigan uh, prior to I think he got hurt one year in high school and decided he wanted to stay closer to home. So mm-hmm. uh, another good. Uh, Yep, feather in his cap. Yep, for that. Yep, stayed uh, stayed home in uh, Connecticut, and um, yeah. So uh, you know, they come out of the class in uh, 2016. Uh, both of these guys come out of that same class. Sure about that, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, but like I said, you know, these guys are two two different sizes, two different styles, two different styles of uh, of running. So it's going to see, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who you're gonna um, who you're gonna take at the end of this battle. Yeah, definitely. I think um, as you, I noticed as you were uh, uh, bring talking about these guys, you mm-hmm. you uh, kept saying. 
uh, both of these guys, both mm-hmm. of these guys, both of yeah. these guys. So they yeah. obviously have a lot of similarities. Very uh, much. But I do, I do agree that they are completely different running backs at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, just sheer size by Dylan. Uh, he's the largest running back in the in the draft this year. Uh, would probably be one of the largest running backs in the league when he when he when he uh, mm-hmm. hits the field. Right. I think. Uh, and there were some there were some Derrick Henry comps uh, prior to the draft and um i think he kind of landed in a derrick henry spot and we'll, we'll discuss that in a little bit here yeah. but uh yeah so actually uh going looking at zach moss he is cousin of santana moss i don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that or anything yep, uh, so he's out of the miami area so i thought it was interesting that he ended up in utah considering where he you know all of his right. uh all of his offers seem to be from Southeast, and, uh, you know, that's kind of where his, his family is. So I'm just curious how he ended up in Utah, if there was, like, some, uh, I don't know, if there was, like, uh, you know, uh, character issue or anything. You know, like, that's <laughs> no, usually actually, how that, you yeah. know, kids end up out West from the South. So I'm just... Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. I didn't see that anywhere, and I've not heard anyone say that. So just, uh, just curiosity. He actually followed, uh, I believe he followed his high school quarterback. Oh. And also... So uh, receiver well, that, makes that went there. Perfect. That makes yep. a lot of sense. So yep. thanks, for, thanks for answering that. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, uh, Dylan, uh, I heard you mention. So like, mm-hmm. he was a surprise second round pick. Uh, as I was saying, uh, landing in a quote unquote Derrick Henry spot, from my view, only because of the coach Lafleur is there, and uh, Aaron Jones at the end of his contract, and uh, so I think there's some thought. From me, I'm putting two and two together. Like pre-draft, I'm hearing all this. Oh, he, you know, he's six foot, two fifty, full runs a four five, right at a four five forty. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, once he gets up that head of steam, he's gonna be like Derrick Henry. You're not gonna want to tackle this guy. Mm-hmm. So that was just me putting two two and two together sure. when the when the yeah. uh, when the Packers picked him. Everyone, you know, basically, especially all the Packers fans, they're all crying in their beers. This, you know, because they didn't get any. They, no one, they didn't pick any receivers, right? So, they're they're all upset. Uh, but when they when they picked this guy, my initial thought was, oh, this is his Derrick Henry. This is who he who he's gonna yep. use for Derrick. You know, use uh, use for that. So uh, that being said, you know, I. Uh, I like his landing spot because of the LaFleur connection and, and, right. and the size, and he may be used like Derrick Henry. Um, although people do give LaFleur a lot a hard time because he was playing Deion Lewis ahead of Derrick Henry that year that he was the offensive coordinator, at least for the first six or seven weeks, it seemed okay. like, before yeah. Henry got some traction in that offense. Um, so maybe that's where LaFleur maybe thought he couldn't be the player he is, right? Maybe, okay. you know, yeah. his I first year's offensive coordinator, maybe he didn't. You know, that's just that's a lot of that's a lot of conjecture on my part for yeah. sure. Uh, what I like about Dylan as a player, though, is uh, he's extremely efficient. With you know, he did run behind one of the best offensive lines I believe in college football. Uh, but they do a lot of pro style stuff, and if you watch his games, it looks like they do a lot of just banging up the middle kind of runs. And so mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if he's used differently in Green Bay if they can you know 
because of because of his speed, he doesn't catch the ball very well, mm-hmm. or at least he wasn't right. asked to do that. He wasn't asked to do that. He only had 13 receptions out of the backfield. You're, like you said, he you know he has a big big running back, great speed for that size. I think the, he actually uh, has a four four um, in the 40 yard. Um, but um, you know he, that is a knock on his his play style is catching. So. Um, you know, he wasn't asked to do it. That's not to say that he can't do it. Uh, a lot of these guys in college uh, come in, and that's a knock on them. Uh, but that's not necessarily a fair knock because they're not necessarily asked to do that in in college. True. They don't necessarily uh, just because they don't showcase that skill in college. It's probably just because they're not being asked to showcase showcase that skill. I think that's one of the big things out of like uh, the receivers that come out of Ohio State about a route tree. You always hear about that about the those wide receivers because they're not asked to run a full route tree. They're right. only asked to do certain things, and that's what they're going to do. Um, so, kind of like that same thing here with uh, Dylan and his uh, receiving ability. Um, but you know, speaking of the current situation that's in Green Bay with Aaron Jones coming off a tremendous uh, season um, with 18 touchdowns, uh, like you know, we're going to get. You're probably going to see a, a regression there, but um, speaking on Aaron Jones, like he was, uh, he had he was on 62 percent of the snap counts, mm-hmm. and that was up from 35 percent the previous year. Uh, Jamal Williams last year was 35 percent snap count, and that's down from 49 percent. So you could see uh, a, a changing of the guards per se, uh, where they went more Aaron Jones, less less Jamal Williams. Sure, that's why based in the coaching change, right? They had LaFleur come in last year. Uh, I think everyone was giving McCarthy actually uh, a hard time because they weren't, you know, they had the uh, hashtag free Aaron Jones back in 2018 because McCarthy wasn't using him, even though it looked like a lot of people could see the talent there. Uh, They were using Jamal Williams, and those snap counts uh, point to that. So there was definitely a change in the guard, and I think that was uh, exasperated or – Cultivated, or there's a word there I'm missing, but it, mm-hmm. it's all because I think based on uh, just purely based on the coaching change in Green Bay. So I think that's what that's why you see those numbers change. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that uh, with the addition of Dylan, uh, the fading of Jamal Williams, uh, I think that you're going to see uh, Dylan in that uh, in that heavier hitting role with his size. And and then Aaron Jones as probably being the predominant uh, running back in Green Bay this year, with uh, with Dylan being a complementary piece to uh, to Jones. But Jones is still going to be the guy. Dylan, I don't think has a uh, has a shot of overtaking this uh, role in Green Bay, barring any injury to um, um, Aaron Jones for sure. Well, I don't think he does this year. Um... But I don't think that Aaron Jones is under contract past this year, is he? Uh, I'm kind I believe of pulling, you're right. Yeah, I'm pulling that up right now. I think he's on the last year of his rookie deal. And my uh, my guess is, as with most running backs, he's not going to get that second contract or it's, you know, uh, they're not going to give him what he wants. He's probably going to feel like he, he wants to be paid. Um, and then we're in this cycle now where outside of a very select handful of running backs, they're not going to get that big-time second contract. So I think that is the impetus for drafting uh, A.J. Dillon here. I think um, – 
initially, I think if you just look at it, um, it looks based on size, maybe. And you can say, oh, this guy is going to take Jamal Williams' job. Uh, I don't see it that way. I think he's not a third down back because he can't catch the ball. I think he's a first and second down back. He is Derrick Henry, I think, uh, for this offense. But I don't think um, – We'll see all that this year, obviously, with Aaron Jones in the fold. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll see him sporadically spell Jones. I think. Uh, I think they'll. I think they will keep Williams Mm -hmm. uh, there. Um, You know, most teams are going to carry at least three running backs anyway. So, I mean, he may see some third down uh, plays this year, of course, just to get his feet wet in the NFL. Um, And maybe he does have. You know, maybe he he can show something. Maybe he can he can get those hands better. But I don't think, uh, as of now, I don't think he's a natural pass catcher like you mentioned. And I think that will be uh, something that holds him back. But as we're seeing with the Renaissance in Tennessee, <clears throat> if in fact he can be ninety percent of Derrick Henry, then they have something here. They have, you know, they have a pounder that. You know, come fourth quarter, you're not going to want to tackle this guy, and he's going to be breaking off these long runs, and he has the speed to do it. Uh, we've seen, obviously, like the most famous play of his is where he just throws a dude down uh, in the backfield um, after being, you know, like hit in the backfield. He just mm-hmm. basically literally throws him down and then runs for 65 yards for the touchdown. So he has that breakaway speed. Um, and when you look at uh, you know he's pretty pretty efficient as I mentioned. Uh, he had over 300 carries last year in that offense, uh, and most of those were kind of up the middle, like they were not zone runs. They're right between the tackles, right? He's he's hitting the A gap, the B gap, and he's he's not trying to get outside. Uh, but he also you know was top 15 with carries of over over 15 yards, uh, and that speaks you know to his ability to to break some tackles. <clears throat> he was fifth in the in the country. And forced missed tackles uh, with you know 81, so I don't think he's he's not just a bruiser. He's not just uh, you know and maybe some of those missed tackles are he's running you over right like he's just knocking you down. That's so that's a broken tackle. Yep. Uh, but he finished you know close to 1,700 yards uh, on those 300 carries. Uh, like I said, and as you mentioned, he just needs to prove he can he, any receiving chops. If he can mm-hmm. prove that at all in the first year, then we could be looking at. Something yeah. really significant mm-hmm. with a third with a three down roll in a in a Packers offense. Yeah. So um, I I do like AJ Dillon a lot. I've seen some comparisons, um, as I said, to Henry pre pre draft. I've heard uh, some other NFL analysts say like James Conner, which is surprising to me because of the way they play. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, given that capital, and uh, you got to think he's pretty secure in that offense. He's going to, you know, uh, because they didn't draft. So just looking at the Green Bay draft, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Just going back to that, and people's head were exploding that weekend, uh, the Monday following the draft, because the Packers didn't pick any receivers in what is considered the most historical, historically deep wide receiver draft, and. Part of that explosion was the fact the fact they took a second round running back, right? They took a first round quarterback, a second round running back. 
So I think a lot of the Green Bay fans are left to think, like, what in the hell are we doing? Right. Well, if you're really paying attention, they're changing this offense. They're they've got another they've got a quarterback that will play on time that they can that can move has some athletic ability is not so ego driven that he will be a team player unlike Aaron Rodgers that's just my opinion and um so I think in two years, you're not going to see Aaron Jones. You're not going to see Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to see these guys. They're going to have a Tennessee-style offense where it's play action. They're running the shit out of the ball up the middle, and they're going to pound, you know, just pound you, pound you, pound you, play action, and, you know, do the Tannehill thing they did mm-hmm. last year, right? Yep. Uh, I think that's that's where uh, this draft pick comes from. Um, so in my view if if those things are true then he has a very bright future for the next four or five years i could see that definitely um i can definitely see that um and then speaking on moss um speaking on moss my personal opinion is just watching him play um I was not impressed, honestly, watching some of his games. Uh, I don't see burst. I don't see separation. Um, so some of the comparisons for him, I saw someone compare him to Kareem Hunt, and I and I can see numbers. Like I can see, okay, they ran close to the same forty um, contact balance. They missed tack, like break tackles, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can see some of the contact balance. He's a uh, he's a great catcher of the ball. Mm-hmm. He is a great receiver. Like one thing that stood out to me on film was how many times they peppered him out of the backfield, and he seemed to be a, like a natural catcher, mm-hmm. not just not just the one yard dump off, but wheel routes going up the sideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so from that perspective, I was very impressed uh, with him. I think he's being slated as the Frank Gore replacement. So he should mm-hmm. be, you know, even though people are in love with Devin Singletary, I think Singletary is, is a satellite back, is a third down back, is the mm-hmm. guy who comes out of the backfield. And, and given Moss's uh, affinity for catching the ball, you know, this may really hurt Singletary's value long term. Um, because I think... Uh, initially, when Frank Gore signed somewhere else, people thought Singletary was going to walk into that role and be the number one back in Buffalo. But I don't think I think with the addition of Zach Moss, that very much says no. We're going to go. We're going to stick with this two this uh, two back backfield. Mm-hmm. And then if Moss is being the one uh, being looked at in the in the Frank Gore role, that's the guy that I want in that offense. I want mm-hmm. the first and second down guy, especially the guy, especially if it is Moss, because I know he can catch. Um, I uh, would have to go back and look at some of the Singletary stuff last year because uh, I know he kind of came on at the end of the year, and I'm not sure how much of of that was receptions out of the backfield. Or right. So I don't want to speak too much on uh, Devin Singletary uh, as a player right now. But uh, just looking at Zach Moss, uh, as you mentioned, he was uh, or he was the number mm-hmm. two ranked uh, running back coming out in this draft per PFF. And I think that's both mostly based on his elusive rating sure. um, and the missed tackles, which I think he uh, he's listed as the number two in the country with the, with the forced missed tackles. Um, so given all that, uh, just looking at Moss and like I said, watching the tape, uh, he was efficient, I guess, you know, like, I mean, he, the numbers look good, uh, but he played at Utah. He didn't play the greatest competition. Uh, he 
does not show me any burst. Uh, I don't see any separation. I feel like he'll be someone who's going to be caught from behind consistently Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Um, I do like his catching ability out of the backfield. That's a number one, in my opinion, his best skill with with catching the ball. So, um, yeah, so I don't like like I said, I I'm not a huge fan of Moss. Um, And so in this battle, I'll go ahead and give my doesn't uh, my uh, winner. Thank you. No, that's not what I was looking for. Yeah, that's not the I word. Yeah. That, that's, I'll go ahead and give you my selection. And in this battle, I'm going to take A.J. Dillon uh, based on all the things I mentioned. I feel like his, his career is uh, set up a little bit better. Uh, I think I know he's definitely sharing that backfield. He won't even have the majority of carries in that backfield this year. Um, but I look at these battles in, like, uh, generally be speaking, three-year windows, mm-hmm. roughly, three- to four-year windows, but especially with running backs, a three-year window. Um, so uh, with that being said, yes, give me A.J. Dillon in this battle. Um, you know, speaking on two, I, I like that, and I can see why you would want to take uh, Dylan in this battle over Moss. But speaking on some of that, uh, that you are touching on some of the stuff that you had uh, brought up, you're right. He has shown flashes of elite elusiveness uh, and his contact balance, and his player comparison was Hunt. Um, and in watching some of this film, I could see a little bit of Hunt in uh in zach moss because uh hunt and moss finish through their tackles Mm -hmm. or finish through their runs i should say and um no matter if they've ran you know five yards 25 yards if there's somebody in front of them they are going to uh if they can't get around them they're going to try to go through them um and uh push push for those extra you know two three four five yards at the end of at the end of the run um and that's good and that's something thank you Mm -hmm. for mentioning that like that's something that i didn't really uh take into account when i watched zach Mm -hmm. moss but you're right uh i wanted to i just wanted to to point that out you're right and i thank you for pointing that out yeah absolutely um but you know you're right he uh, doesn't have that top end speed and guys will catch him uh catch him from the back um but at the same time like you can't really discount that that elusiveness and being able to uh uh, shake and break break tackles um you mentioned his receiving skills uh and he did improve upon his receiving skills with only one drop on 28 receptions Uh, but you're right the top end speed's questionable um and uh the the fact that he doesn't really cut i mean he is elusive but when he's making his cuts they're they're not sharp they're they're rounded so they just doesn't really have that cut and burst um but uh you know on that current situation that's in Buffalo, you know, you got Singletary with 50% of the snaps in in Buffalo. Uh, Yeldon coming in with 14. Like, you know, there is going to be some work there for Moss. Um, and speaking on the renaissance that you mentioned in Tennessee and how the uh, running game is coming back into the NFL, um, I-, I can see teams like you know like buffalo and uh like green bay using uh a big back small back and just 
pounding, pounding, pounding the ball. Um, and you're right, they are changing that uh, offense in Green Bay because, I mean, we're, we're seeing it. Like, there's a saying that says when somebody tells you who they are, you should believe them. Right. Green Bay's telling us who they are by their their draft selections. They're right. showing what direction their offense is going to take in the next two, three, four four years. Um, but with all that stuff being said, um, I, you know, I, I think I would lean Moss here. I really would, um, just because of that that comparison to Hunt and and seeing what uh, what elusiveness finishing through finishing through your runs can do for you. Um, uh, but although AJ Dillon is very very enticing, and you're right that yeah. the play that uh, got him his starting gig in college uh, was the play against Louisville where he got caught in the backfield, shoved the guy to the ground with a nice stiff arm and ran in you know 30 40 yards for a touchdown right that was uh that was that was an awesome play but uh but i think going forward in this in you know that three-year window i think i would lean moss here yeah you're entitled to your opinion i mean sure absolutely (laughs) um no, it's good that we don't agree. I think um, I think in a lot of these battles we end up agreeing, mm-hmm. um, and which is I think uncommon really because uh, we're we're really picking um, some of the smallest details to try to differentiate mm-hmm. between these players so that we can uh, have a better idea of how these thing how these might work and as, and with the rookies especially I think these are uh, even more difficult just based on because this is all sheer projection mm-hmm. uh, all speculation on our 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 end, especially given this year where we have not had any rookie mini camps we've not had any uh any football news, honestly. So, um, going back to what you said about what teams tell us, though, and nothing, nothing gives a team's direction uh, more. Nothing l- lets you know their direction more than the draft, right? They right. they never are willing. Not willing. They're never. Uh, yeah, that's. They're never willingly just giving you information, especially 100%. if football is the absolute worst when it comes to information. Uh, they do treat this uh, almost military-like in that their battle plans or you know their mm-hmm. game plans, like all this stuff, is just super secretive. They don't want to give anyone an, any advantage, so they don't ever tell you anything. Um, but they have to tell you on draft day because that is how they're building their squads. Absolutely, and uh, they don't have a they don't have a choice. There's no hiding on draft day, mm-hmm. and the fact that they took a first round quarterback, I mean that tells you everything you need to know. Like right there, I mean. Yep. They have a guy who is under contract for a few more years, who is an elite quarterback, top 10 in history, talent-wise, mm-hmm. per uh, many, many people, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that they took a first-round quarterback and followed it up with a second-round running back and did not take any receivers, I think just points you in the right – and points you in the direction of, of where they're heading or where they w- would like to head. So, uh, and that for me is the deciding factor here. Um, I do like Moss. 
in like his his situation like i said he's going to be going into a spot where he's going to be guaranteed touches his rookie year mm-hmm. um but there was just something about him that i just don't i just he didn't jump off film mm-hmm. like he looks just like a regular running back to me mm-hmm. um who catches the ball well out of the backfield um so he's not kareem hunt Kareem Hunt Correct. is, yeah. I mean, Kareem even Hunt with his even with his four six speed, Kareem Hunt, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, yeah. Just the contact balance is ridiculous, and uh, although we saw pieces of that with Zach Moss, I mean, you look at like a when comparing these two players specifically, Zach Moss and AJ Dillon. When you look at their advanced statistics, and you look at missed tackles, I mean, was Zach Moss number two? Yes, but AJ Dillon was number five, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. The one component that Zach Moss may have an advantage on most backs, he doesn't really have that here because A.J. Dillon is probably running him over. You know, he's knocking dudes down as he's mm-hmm. going to the end zone. And yeah. he got to the end zone quite a bit. He's, he's you know, he's a touchdown hawk in my opinion. So, and they, same for Moss in that offense. He scored quite a bit of, quite a bit of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just to reiterate – my pick here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take AJ Dillon, uh, and we'll say that he will have the better career over the next three to four years for sure. Yeah. Well, like I said, you're entitled to your <laughs> your opinion. I just think that uh, with Aaron Jones there, even though you know Aaron Jones is, I think on the last year of his contract, like we yeah. talked about, um, you know he, I think he's gonna struggle for playing time versus the amount of playing time that uh, that Moss is going to receive this his rookie year. But, you know, like I said, three-year window. Um, I, I think I'd still lean Moss, but, hey, yeah, it's glad that, I'm glad that we disagree for yeah, once. Yeah, me too. We'll be able to check it out and uh, keep tabs on this throughout the season and throughout the next couple of years. We'll be able to, to go back and look at these uh, battles and especially these rookie battles because uh, we'll be able to see uh, and compare their career arcs as mm-hmm. we go through each one of these. So, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. when you're looking at these rookies, all of them are just full of possibilities and just uh, just full of uh, endless, endlessness of potential. But you revisit them two years later and you're looking at these lists like, what in the hell was I thinking? Right. Because most of the, some of these guys just aren't going to pan out. But, uh, but, you know, we just have to take the information that's presented in front of us. Mm-hmm soak it in and then just kind of you know prognosticate from that point forward and um, see what happens yeah absolutely just make our best judgment right that's That's all we can do yeah and with that we'll go ahead and we'll close this episode so we'll uh, as I mentioned in the the opening um, you can find us on Twitter our main handle is at Dynasty Field. you can find me at Dynasty Field TT yep and you can find me uh, also on Twitter uh, Dynasty Field. JT. Also, I'd like to mention again, uh, if you're looking for a Dynasty startup, we are often offering a 12-team Superflex uh, startup currently that we are members of, and we would like for you to come over and join us. Uh, once that league is filled, we'll be offering more leagues to come. Um, so if you can, just head on over to DynastyBattlefield.com and check out our leagues there. Also, if you can, uh, rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's a huge help for our show. It, uh, 
lets people find us easier. So if you can take the time, we would appreciate that. A nice five star review to to get us going. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, subscribe and uh, turn on automatic downloads. That really that really helps us out. All right. And uh, with that, we'll close the show and we will see you on the next show of the Dynasty Battlefield Fantasy Football Podcast. Join the battle.